before Christmas, and uh, we want you to be in the house of God. I think it's very, very important that we come. We do not have a Christmas Day service. Uh, we are kind of doubling up this year. That means we'll have a, a service before Christmas Eve and one right after Christmas Day. So uh, have double services. But uh, Thursday night will be a very important service. We will be uh, giving out gifts to all of our department heads. I wish that we had gifts for everyone. Sister Grant and I stationed ourselves by the door today and gave out Christmas cards. We wanted to do that. But Sister Manley will be giving out Christmas cards tonight right after service. I have often wondered uh, what would happen if Jesus came on Christmas. <clears throat> then... I got to thinking it probably would not be a good idea. Now, he's not going to leave that up to me. But there's just a whole lot of people that, uh, for some reason, they feel that because it's a holiday, that uh, they ought not be in church. I don't understand that. You follow what I'm saying? Uh, It just seems to me like if there's any time that you ought to be religious, it ought to be near the Lord's birthday. Then I hope that he doesn't come around uh, uh, Easter time because there's a whole lot of people that come to church that uh, ordinarily don't come, but there's a whole lot of people that are pretty regular that uh, lay out. And and then uh, this is also true of uh, uh, certain holidays. People just feel that they ought not be in church. But uh, you know what's going to happen? He's not going to be able to just set the stage for everybody. So just one of these days, probably just that random day, the Lord's going to come back. Just on a common, ordinary day. Praise God. Take your Bibles and turn to Luke, the seventh chapter. Pardon me, the second chapter. I don't know what the Lord's going to do tonight, but it's going to be something special. I can assure you, I can already feel it. Things have been a little bit quiet up till now. Now, I'm not a person that feels that things have to be loud and booming in order to have a move of God. Uh, Quite the contrary, I feel that it's not always going to be that way. But uh, you will know. You will know, you will know when God is moving. From Luke, the second chapter, verse 40, and we'll read through verse 45. This is speaking of Jesus Christ as uh, he returns to Nazareth. There's several silent years between his birth and him being 12 years of age, and the child grew. And wax strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. Isn't that something? Twelve years of age, and he was filled with wisdom. You would not normally think of a twelve-year-old child as being full of wisdom. But he was not normal. All right? And his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. He was taught well. And when he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem after the custom of the feast. 
And when they had fulfilled the days, as they returned, the child Jesus tarried behind in Jerusalem, and Joseph and his mother knew not of it. But they, supposing him to have been in the company, went a day's journey, and they sought him after among their kinsfolk and acquaintance. And when they found him not, they returned back to Jerusalem, seeking him. Now, verse 46, it came to pass, after three days they found him in the temple. And that's as far as we're, we're reading. And God bless you, may be seated. And I want to speak tonight on the subject, suppositional religion. Now, it has been stated, salvation is what God does for you. Religion is your response to what God has done. Now, if that's true, we ought to be religious people especially people who have been baptized in this name and filled with the Holy Ghost. And by the way, I think after service tonight, or I would, should not say after service, at the conclusion of our service, we'll be baptizing Kyle. Is that right, Sister Powell? Where is Kyle, anyway? All right. I see a hand, Kyle. Where are you? He's hid among the stuff. There he is. Kyle's going to be baptized in Jesus' name tonight. Last Sunday night, his sister, uh, was that last Sunday night? We've had so many people getting baptized and so many things happening. All right, Kimberly was baptized in Jesus' name. <clears throat> All right, praise God. Tonight is Kyle's night to get baptized, and your night if you have not been baptized in Jesus' name. Praise God. It is so, so great to know <clears throat> that... Uh, there are some facts behind what we do. Now, when we talk about suppositional religion, of course, I'm taking this from verse 44, and they supposing him to have been in the company. And, you know, this is the way the religious world is today. We just, I say we, they are just assuming that everything's all right. Jesus is with us. And somewhere they left him behind, and they just simply do not know it. And uh, it's just simply built upon supposition. Of course, the word supposition is taken from the word suppose. That is a, something that is assumed. We just make this assumption. Or it is a believed opinion, an acceptance of truth, an acceptance, pardon me, an acceptance of truth based not upon facts, but purely upon an assumption. I just... Uh, just assume everything's all right. It also could be a figment of the imagination. In other words, something's locked in up here, and you think it's right. Uh, <clears throat> I was I was amazed when we went to, to Martinique, and I, I did not know this until we were there, but Brother and Sister Richie wanted to take us out to uh, Josephine's uh, birthplace. I didn't even know who Josephine was. <clears throat> I knew that uh, my grandmother's name was Josephine, but that's all I knew. But this is different Josephine. Josephine was a French lady that became Napoleon's wife. And so Napoleon had made several trips to Martinique, met this beautiful lady, married her. He later divorced her. I think he married her when she was 38 years old. That was his second wife. And uh, Josephine had been married before also. Her husband had died. I don't know 
I don't remember now. I don't have all the facts. Maybe some of you French people. Do we have anyone here that's French? <clears throat> no one's French, okay. But somebody might know about this, so please understand that, that my, my memory is a little sketchy. We went through this, and a lot of this, the tour was in French. <clears throat> and uh, so uh, <clears throat> Sister Grant and I, you know, somebody asked me if I knew anything in French. I said, well, you might ask my wife. The only thing I really know is how to French kiss. <laughs> Sister Grant says, <coughs> Sister Grant says, I, <coughs> she said, that, that was a long time ago. <coughs> oh, my. <coughs> my wife's face is red. She <coughs> Well, it's a reflection of her sweater, okay. Is my face red? <clears throat> my face is red, too. <clears throat> you know, every now and then, you know, every now and then you say something that you wish you hadn't said. <clears throat> I kind of wish you hadn't said that. <clears throat> just, just every now and then you stick your foot in your mouth, you know. <laughs> oh, my. <clears throat> now... Oh, yes, I was telling about Josephine. <coughs> I have to get a drink of water. Don't you wish you had some water? <laughs> I really got this idea from most of you. <coughs> we have uh, quite a few people here at Calvary Gospel Church whose last name is Walker. The Walker family? girl was walking out getting a drink of water. <coughs> oh, I wish I hadn't said that too. Now, <coughs> okay. See, we were talking about Josephine. Now, what was I telling? I don't even remember what I was telling about Josephine. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. We went to her birthplace. <coughs> Think about it. There wasn't much there. It had burned down. So, <coughs> all you saw was just where the, the foundation was. But this is where Josephine was, was born. And the lady was giving uh, all of this in French. I found out later she could talk English. Uh, <clears throat> I said something in English, and she recognized it. She said, oh, you talk English. Then she started giving it. I said, we all do. <clears throat> Brother Sister Richie, <clears throat> of course, they, they know French. So we, we, I found out a few things about Josephine. But she married Napoleon Bonaparte. Now, the thing about it, Napoleon was, Napoleon made one of the most astounding statements. I did not learn this down there. I actually read this years ago when I was in high school. <clears throat> now, I think I'm quoting correctly. He said, the greatest derangement of the mind is for a person to believe something simply because he wants to believe it. Now, you think about that. There are a lot of people that are locked in to religion. They're sour over religion. They don't care for it. They don't like to go to church. They don't like to support the church. But on the other hand, they're locked into this, this syndrome. They believe what they believe simply because they want to believe it. Think about that. I talked to the mayor of the city where I pastored in Texas, and this is what he told me. He said, I was born a Methodist. I will die a Methodist. I'd prefer not to talk about it. 
for fear that you might persuade me that I'm not right and I will never change. What do you think about that? But there are a lot of people in the world that are just that way. I meant they're just that way. Now I realize that tonight I'm basically speaking to Pentecostals. I look around. I see very few guests, if any, here. We do have some people uh, that I don't see a lot, but you you are Pentecostal. That's your background. Good to see Brother Joe Lang. <clears throat> Brother Joe, uh, you got a haircut. <clears throat> He's in the military. Uh, do they still cut the hair in the military like that? They do. All right. <clears throat> Look at that. Brother Joe is an all-American guy now. <clears throat> but good to see Brother Brother Joe. And of course, he's by his fiancée. Uh, they will be married this next year. And we're looking forward to working with them here in Madison. They're very fine people. Now, <clears throat> going back to my message, I do understand that I'm speaking mostly to Pentecostals. But you see, here's what happens. Pentecostals, you know, we can, we can rail a little bit about other religions, but we get in some ruts, you know. And, and there's some things that I want to talk about tonight that that uh, that uh, I, I think it's important for me to, to address. I, I um, realize that I'm speaking to people that hear me and hear me quite often. And uh, I know that I'm not addressing uh, the overall body of the United Pentecostal Church, but I want to share some things with you. See, I tell you what, I really believe that Jesus Christ is coming soon. And I believe if there ever was a time that we need to just stop playing church, we've got to do it now. Now, I've lined up a revival. Well, actually, we're having several revivals this next year. we're trying to get Brother Jack Yance to come for our youth revival in February. I don't know if we've lined that up yet, but we're, try- we're trying to get him to come. Uh, we also have Brother Cisco coming for just a few days in the month of June. <clears throat> then I've lined up with Brother Randy Hollis to come be with us in the month of May. Brother Hollis will come somewhere around the 9th or... Uh, I think it's the 9th, and he'll be here to about the 22nd of May. I told him, I said, we had a lot of things going, Brother Hollis, so you may only be preaching the regular services. But now here's the situation. I am believing God for a 100-soul revival. I really believe that. I am believing that. When I talked with him, I said, Brother Hollis, I, I, I don't want you to feel like you're being interviewed, but I, I just, I must ask you. I said... I am believing God for 100 soul revival. And I'm not interested in just getting someone to Calvary Gospel Church just to preach regular services and preach regular sermons. Now, I said, I've called you because I know you're originally in, a, in Arkansas. You had a revival there. 65 people received the Holy Ghost in just a matter of a few short weeks. I believe. You see, I've been praying about some things, and I, I'm wondering, you know. Uh, I know that we've been having great revival services, but let's say that we were in the company of Jesus, and Jesus is addressing us perhaps for the last time. He's going back to heaven. 
put myself back in the days in which Jesus ministered after his resurrection. Paul says that he spoke to upwards of 500 people. No doubt it was at this time that he instructed them to go to Jerusalem. If Jesus told 500 people, and we don't have 500 Calvary Gospel Church, but if they were all just like us, you think he could get 120 to stay in the upper room for 10 days? Now you think about it. That means that a lot of you would, would have to <clears throat> call and make arrangements where you work, take your vacation time, and, and go there. You really think he could get 120 of us. I include myself. You know, I, you know. You, know, you just think about that. You think he could? See, here's what happens. You know, we are as much into tradition as a lot of other people. <clears throat> now, <clears throat> I think I can I can safely say that that our tradition has, has not taken us away from the truth. You, you follow? When I say truth, I'm talking about baptism in Jesus' name and the infilling of the gift of the Holy Ghost. There's no doubt about it. You know, we have conclusive evidence that Jesus Christ is among us. He's talked with us. But, uh, but on the other hand, you know, talk, when we talk about the will of God, what are we talking about? The will of God, basically, is living a lifestyle that Jesus is happy with. Is Jesus happy with uh, your conversation? Is he happy with where you go? Is he happy with... With, with, with your life? Is he, are you following in his footsteps? Years ago, someone wrote the book, In His Steps. Challenged the religious world. Uh, because this man perceived that Jesus was leading him. So every place he went, in his own mind, he saw himself going where Jesus was leading. go any place in which he wasn't sure that Jesus had gone before him. See? Now, <clears throat> what I want to see, I want to see a 100 soul revival. I've been praying about praying people through the Holy Ghost. We've, we have people that, are, that have signed up, so to speak. I mean, they've committed their lives to praying with people at the altar. I've been doing some things. I've been listening to some tapes of other men. I talked to Brother Billy Cole. Uh, just, just some things that, you know, what we've been afraid in the past uh, to, uh, about being too aggressive when you pray for people at the altar. I found this out, that, that if you're not aggressive with people, though, they, they, they don't receive the Holy Ghost. You know, it, it's like winning a person to the Lord. There are a lot of people who say, I don't want to be pushed. But the truth of the matter is, if you don't push them, they don't, they don't do anything. They just sit out there like a, a bump on the log on their road to hell. That's what I'm saying. Because nobody likes to be pushed out of their comfort zone. I don't like it, and you don't like it. You really don't. And, and I found this out when people come up, that you do have to be aggressive with them. And, and sometimes, you know, you have to... Uh, confuse them before they get fused. 
You know, you have to, you have to confuse them, break, break everything up, tear everything up. Another way of putting it is you have to make them mad before you make them glad. <clears throat> See? Now, <clears throat> I, I, I want to I say something about praying with people at the altar. We have a good number of people that have taken this on as a ministry. And, and I am warning you who pray with people at the altar to take some very bold steps in praying with people at the altar. Now, if we get 100 people prayed through in the month of May, or because I believe that if we all get stirred and stay stirred, and I feel a stirring, I cannot help but believe all of this this business with Israel and 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 the PLO and you know just this past week I was I was thinking about this I I, I the the recognition of the, the of the PLO you know it, it's amazing to me that the United States is really recognizing Arafat the way they are now let me explain why because here is a self-proclaimed dictator. I mean, he, he certainly wasn't voted in as their leader. <clears throat> Responsible for terrorism throughout the world until just recently, and all of a sudden he's Mr. Good Guy. Now, the United States, traditionally, they don't recognize people like that. In other words, go back and hold an election and see who the PLO wants for their leader. But see, we just usually don't, we don't recognize people like this. I believe that somehow the hand of God is bringing situations and circumstances together. It's got to be this way. The rapture is soon to take place. Now. There's just too many people lost. Now, <clears throat> I don't want to make an assumption that I'm doing everything that's pleasing to Jesus. I want to make sure that I am. I don't want to be caught like the religious world. This just goes on their merry way thinking that Jesus is following them. And all of a sudden, Jesus is not there. It only took him a day to lose him, but three days to find him. I just don't want that to... And see, what I'm seeing now, I'm, now I, I, I may, uh, I'm, it may sound like I'm talking in circles, but I got a, I've got a lot of things on my mind, on my heart, and I want to bear these if I possibly can. I want to open up. I want you to know what I'm thinking. I want you to know how, why I'm thinking this way. <clears throat> I just believe to see the end time revival like we need to see, that we need to exercise faith. I meant real faith. Now, in order to do this, we have to forget about the, this element of what's people going to think. See, that, that just holds a lot of people out of some real blessings. <clears throat> we have to do some things differently what we've done in the past. We, we just may have to do that. One, like I say, I'm praying, people that, praying for people that are all my life. See, I grew up always hearing people saying, 
Well, you have to watch how you pray with people at the altar, you know, because you don't want to tell them how to get the Holy Ghost. And In other words, I understand all of that. Later on then, because of the latter rain movement, a lot of you don't remember this, back in the 50s, you know, people came up with this, this idea of we're railroading people through. You ever heard of that? How many of you have heard that term, railroading people through? Well, lately I've been praying about this. You know, first let me just address this business of being a, rail, a railroad is a predetermined route and when you put a train on it, it can't get out of that. In other words, they don't put a steering wheel, you know, up on a uh, an engine, and it just steers at random. The tracks have to be switched and such. So the engineer is in charge of progress, forward progress, has little to do with where the train goes. It's a predetermined route. <coughs> In other words, it's it's pretty much like a rut that people get into. Now, I, I, I want to say something. I, I've got to use someone here, for example. This little lovely lady right here is one of the most spiritual late, little ladies that I've ever seen. Come up here, Kira. Now, she is a real sweetheart, okay? She's sitting right here. Now, <clears throat> let's say that Kira... It doesn't have the Holy Ghost, and she's up here, and we're praying for her. Now, we've been praying for Kira, let's say, for six months. Kira's up here praying for the Holy Ghost, and we're afraid that we're going to say something to her, and and what's going to happen, she's going to get something that's not the Holy Ghost. You know, there's a lot of fear about this in, in some people's minds. I want to... I want you to know where I'm coming from as your pastor. Because I'll assure you if we pray 100 people through the Holy Ghost, the word's going to be out among some Pentecostals that we railroaded a lot of people through. I'm serious with you. Now, normally <coughs> in Pentecostal churches, they would say, Now, Kira... What you do, just get your mind on Jesus, and uh, and uh, it isn't real important what you say. Just just say a few words and just stick with that. So let's say that all of a sudden, Kira's just saying Jesus. Sounds like a good thing to say, you know, if you want to receive the Holy Ghost, doesn't? So she says Jesus, 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 Jesus. And so we're not going to tell her anything other than that because we're afraid we're going to railroad her through. So she says, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Now, she's been praying for the Holy Ghost. How long did I say? Two years. Six months, okay? Well, we'll be, both of us be right. Two years and six months. Okay. Now, she's been, every, every altar service, it's Jesus, 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 Jesus. Jesus. Now, we're not real aggressive because we're afraid that we're going to do something out of line. You know, you got to watch when you walk back here and tell this man to get up and walk. Because he might not do that. And who's going to look bad? 
You follow what I'm saying? See, there's too much of this business going on. We, we, we're too concerned about failure. We're too concerned about the reflection against us. So we tell this girl, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Now, she's been doing this two years and six months. Just Jesus, 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 Jesus. Now, after a while, see, she goes, Jesus, 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 Come on, the Holy Ghost, that's the Holy Ghost coming in. Now, the truth of the matter is, all of us almost hold our breath. We hope that somehow she's going to get so mixed up and so confused that by accident she's going to receive the Holy Ghost. Now, here's a bold statement. If I've ever heard of railroading somebody through, that's what it is. Now, you're talking about railroad first class. A predetermined route. And we're hoping that somehow somebody accidentally switched tracks. And she's going to deviate from that. What's wrong with taking a different approach? I'm not talking about telling people how to receive the Holy Ghost. But what's wrong with being bold with your faith and talking to this young lady? When you receive the Holy Ghost, Kira, you will speak with other tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance. They did that on the day of Pentecost. Now, some people may not understand, but please understand, in the religious world, they mocked when they received the Holy Ghost. That's exactly what happened. We had some people here today. I was on the front seat looking back, and I saw a couple of visitors mocking people who were dancing in the Spirit. They were laughing at them. Listen, they've always done that, and they will continue to do that until Jesus Christ comes back. We can have our dead, dull, formal churches and everybody will feel satisfied and pleased. But nobody will be converted. And nobody will be prayed through. Nobody will pray through. And they're going through life supposing that they're all right. They need an earth-shattering message that lets them know that Jesus does not go this predetermined route of man. We have to walk in His steps, fulfill His will, go where He wants us to go, say what He wants us to say, do what He wants us to do. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, glory, glory, glory. Praise God. Let's take time out here and worship the Lord. Lift your hands, would you? Let's worship God. Oh, hallelujah. Just sit here, honey. You're okay. Just sit right here. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, glory. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah, hallelujah. My Jesus, my Jesus, my Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I guess I just don't understand why some people have the mindset, but they think that, oh, everything ought to be just done so, 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 so in church. Then we have revival. The evangelist is going to come in, going to crank everybody up. 
Not too long ago, someone told me from their church, we saw people dancing in the Spirit. We have never seen dance in the Spirit before. I happen to know in this assembly, they're kind of anti-worship. In other words, we're going to put the lid on it. We can only do so much. Now, I understand that all worship should bring honor and praise and glory to God. And if you're out here just doing things that's repulsive and not bringing honor to God, but calling attention to yourself, you're out of line. But if you're out here giving honor and glory to God, and your primary objective is to praise Him and give Him glory and give Him honor, I say, let's continue to give Him glory. Let's continue to give Him honor. Let's continue to give Him praise. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. But in this church, they said, we had people to dance in the Spirit that's never danced in the Spirit. We had people to run the aisles that's never run the aisles. And we had 13 people to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. But the evangelist is gone now. It's a different story. Let's everybody be quiet. Everybody sit back down. Listen. If Jesus was pleased with that move during this revival and 13 people can receive the Holy Ghost, why do we need to wait then till somebody else comes by and stirs us up again? Why can't ever service be a service in which people can receive the Holy Ghost and the atmosphere is right for conversions and for deliverances from sin? I can tell you, I know, I know the men... I know the men that we saw their pictures. These men are revival men. You don't have 300 and something people in church in two years without a great move of the Lord. My friend, they have not settled into the status quo. They have risen up and challenged the devil and marched out against the gates of hell and rescued people that are perishing even in the flames of hell. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So what's wrong with taking a bold approach? Let's forget about the railroad job. To me, that's a real railroad job when you're just you're, you're wanting just people to get in a rut and just stay in that rut until you accidentally say something you ought not say. And we'll say, oh, you, you, oh yeah, you almost spoke in tongues. Come on, say that again. Do that again. Oh, but, 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 but don't go too far. I'll tell you one thing. We prayed 3,000 people through the Holy Ghost in one day. We're going to have to have a better approach than what we have. <laughs> We're going to have to pray and worship and let the glory of God come down and be very bold in our faith. Praise God. What's wrong with me going up and talking to this young lady and say, Listen, here, you don't know much about the Holy Ghost. You're just a young lady. But when you, when you receive the Holy Ghost, you'll speak with other tongues as the Spirit of God gives the utterance. That simply means you won't speak in English that you know or any other language that you know but you'll speak in another tongue. And the best thing for you to do when you're, when you're praising God in English, just let your mind go. If you get mixed up or confused or whatever, don't worry about it. Because you're not trying to speak in English anyway. You're trying to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. So God's not really interested in your English, is He? What's He interested in? He's interested in your worship. And when your worship is so yielding to Him, that self is crucified to the point that you don't care what it sounds like or what it looks like. That self is so crucified. 
And we need a crucifixion of self in Pentecost. <laughs> I like to see people dress and I like to see them dress nicely. But don't ever dress to the point that you can't worship God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And what I'm appreciating about our young people, our young ladies and young men, they come in here and they're really dressed and they look real nice. But these ladies with all their curls and all their frills are willing to get up here and dance in the Spirit until their curls are straightened out and the Spirit of God is resting upon them. We've seen several of them slain in the Spirit here at the altar. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Oh, glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, glory. That's it. Let's lift our hands and worship the Lord. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Oh, yes! There's a big God in heaven that wants to save this human race. Gary, <laughs> you can go back and be seated if you want to. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, glory, glory, glory. Oh, yes, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, glory, 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 glory. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I believe Jesus Christ is going to set the captives free. I believe the power of the Holy Ghost is moving in this place. Oh, praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, glory. My Jesus, my Jesus. Oh, praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. Oh, glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, glory. Oh, Jesus. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, Glebosanda Ramote, Yamata Sakara Mahataya. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, glory. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, praise God. Oh. My Jesus, my Jesus, my Jesus, my Jesus, my Jesus. Oh, glory.
Glory, glory. I tell you, I read in the paper about two weeks ago, and we had a missionary here that told us the very same story, and I'm not even for sure where the country is. It's in eastern Africa. Small country. 85% of the people are infested with AIDS. In the paper they were stating, within five years, 85% of the population, that's the now population, children are being born, a lot of them are infected with the AIDS virus, HIV virus, when they're born. But 85% of this whole nation can be dead in five years. That's what you read about in the book of Revelation. That's the tribulation plagues. I'm serious. That's what we're talking about. God's going to do a quick work in this earth to get a bride ready. Somebody came up to me before service and they told me, said, you know, the High Point Church on the far west side, Middleton, they're starting lessons. They're talking about the heresy of the oneness doctrine. They're making a mistake. You watch what I tell you. They did that at Northport Baptist too. And Northport Baptist was the, for three years, they were the fastest growing Sunday school in Wisconsin. There is no Northport Baptist anymore. You can't do that and get by with it. You can't do that and get by with it. You mark it down. Your pastor's 100% correct when he stands here to tell you that there's certain things you can do, but there's a certain line you don't cross over. You don't fool with the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ. He is declared as the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning, the end, the first, and the last. And besides Him, there is no other God. Oh, hallelujah. The Almighty God came to this planet Earth, robed in human flesh, to redeem us. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Shandaramotosakara mabadiya mandala bahataya. Yandosaketaramotosakete. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory. Oh, glory. Oh, glory. Oh, oh, my Jesus. My Jesus. My Jesus, my Jesus. It's amazing to me that some people can do so good until they're confronted with truth, but let them attack truth and see what happens. Let them attack truth and see what happens. Some people we had contact with on the college, they came into our church. This was several years ago in a youth service. 
One of the boys stood up, prophesied against our church. He received a revelation of Jesus' name, baptism. Don't know about the oneness. It's a little bit vague there. He prophesied against it. I asked him to sit down. He wouldn't sit down. I told him, I said, now look, his name was Mike. I said, Mike, if you don't sit down, I'm going to have to get the police to come. Well, he dared me to do that. Well, being I thought it was a good idea to start with, I'm not going to fall into that. So I wouldn't call the police. The police escorted him out. And I still remember when he went through the door, he called me a false prophet. If I've ever felt the Holy Ghost, I felt it that night. I went over and I said, Mike, let me tell you something. I say this as a word from Almighty God. You need to repent of what you just said. If you don't, the judgments of God are going to rest upon you, Mike. I still remember. <laughs> I never saw him again. He got in his car, headed toward Minneapolis. A car crossed the divide of the interstate. Actually, it wasn't a car. It was a semi-truck. He ran headlong into the semi-truck and was killed outright. Let me tell you something. You know, here, here's the thing. You know, we talk about in Philippians 4, when Paul says, work out your own salvation. You know, there's little things about your walk with God that you have to work out. He's not talking about Jesus' name, baptism. That's already been worked out. But your convictions, as you walk along with God, there's certain things you need to work out. But you notice what the Bible says. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Here's what I'm seeing. There are too many people that when it comes to their everyday walk, there's not enough fear and trembling involved. They're too casual about life. The only t-shirt that the young people had that was big enough for me, I bought it. The only one. But this is what it says. It says, you can talk the talk, but can you walk the walk? I got it, and I looked at it. I had to get along a little bit. I don't know if I should wear this or not. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Parents make decisions about their little children, about what they're going to do, activities and such. They don't lay it on the altar. Christians, I, I hear this all the time. You know what brother so-and-so's doing, sister so-and-so's doing? I can assure you it was not at an altar trembling before God you made that decision. 
Why fear and trembling? Because you see, this is real heart beating, pulsating life. I said life. Burry, we walk this road one time only. And we never come back to do it again. It's not like a fire drill where you practice and practice and practice and practice. It's for real the first time down the lane. With fear. Trembling. It means if if I have a question about my walk with God, I go before the throne of grace that I may obtain mercy. Mercy is the withholding of judgment. It means God could do, but He decides not to do based upon my attitude toward what I'm doing. So when I go before the throne of grace to obtain mercy, there has to be fear. I don't know, Lord, about this. I don't want to make a mistake, Lord. I want to do what's right. As Paul says about repentance, what clearing of yourself. Just, God, I just can't afford to make a mistake. I know as a pastor, sometimes I I get a little hard on people. I know I preach some things that some of you are disappointed in. See, I see life as just one little short span. It's hardly a drop in the bucket considering the overall plan. This is where you get dressed for eternity. you got to put on your robes of righteousness. I see world and it's creeping in. I asked God about three or four years ago, about some things. There were a lot of issues coming up among us. You remember I preached a message on God is a jealous God? Some of you may not remember this. But I remember when I was praying about this. Lord, see, someone came to me. Listen. Someone came to me and said, Pastor Grant, you'd have the largest church in Madison if you wouldn't be so straight-laced. Well, that bothered me. Bothered me because some of my good friends were thinking otherwise. When I'd prayed and really sought God, and I'd prayed and sought God, God gave me a dream about my wife. Now you have to understand there's a reason why that God gave me this dream. I said, Lord, I need something. And I remember in my dream... I remember my wife passing by, and she stopped at a stoplight, and I walked up, and she was driving a car. Inside the car, there was a man with her. Now, my wife and I have been together 34 years. At that time, 32 years. And I remember as she looked at this guy, I remember the look on her face because I've seen that look 
many times. And I knew what it meant. But she wasn't looking at me. She was looking at this other guy. Then she didn't come home that night. And I saw myself looking out the window. Wonder where is she? What's she doing? Then I got in my car and I drove around. Almost daybreak. I saw her let this guy out at his house. I went back home. She came in. I met her at the door and I said, Hun, where were you? There was coldness there. I said, Hun, tell you what I saw. And I told her. And when I told her this, she got very frightened. I said, I just want to know something. I said, now, when we married, we were both virgins. You don't hear much about that. That means you haven't had sex before. All right. We saved ourselves for each other. I have never known another woman. But I've got to ask you this. Did you sleep with this man? I saw her wilt. She said, yes, I did. And I remember the horrible feeling that came over me. And then I remember, I don't know who it was, but somebody, like they were reading from the Scripture, and they read the Scripture for high, I'm a jealous God. And then I heard the words of the Apostle Paul. For I am jealous of thee with a godly jealousy. And I have espoused thee unto one husband that thou mayest be a chaste virgin unto Jesus Christ. I think the Lord gave me the true feeling that He has when He sees you flirt with the world. <laughs> I went for weeks with that feeling. Every time I saw my wife, I wanted to put my arms around her. I knew it was a dream. But it was like some uncleanness slipped in there and separated us. Couldn't live with it. I couldn't live with her and I couldn't live without her. I had that for a couple of weeks. I told her about this. I said, it has bothered me. But I knew what it was like. I knew what the Lord was feeling. Kira, Jesus doesn't want you to know anything about that world out there, huh? You don't need to know anything about it. Micah, you don't need anything that the devil has out there. Keith, Carlin, 
You don't need that world. You have Jesus. Jason, there's nothing out there. Nothing. Yea, and my child, I say unto you that this is the day in which many decisions are being made. Some are deciding to follow me even closer, but some are parting from the way. Hold fast to your faith, for your redemption draweth nigh. Look up into the heavens, for soon your Lord shall return. You are my child. I have washed you and purified you with your blood. You have no past. I have erased it. I have given you a great future. Follow me and I will strengthen thee. Besides, I will grant to thee eternal life. Ye shall dwell in the high mountains of joy forever with me. Saith the Lord of hosts. We must open the altar right now. Anyone who'd like to recommit their life to the Lord. Dan, would you move this chair right back? Oh, God. Oh, God. Yes, Lord. Dear Lord, dear Lord, dear Lord. Oh, God. My Jesus, my Jesus, my Jesus, my Jesus. Ariatora motosigyandara motosakataya. Oh, God, dear God, dear God. That's it. Let's call upon His name. Let's purify our hearts with His blood. 
Let's purify our souls with His Holy Spirit. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. Lord, I love You. I worship You. I praise You. Lord, I worship You. I praise You, God. Lord, You're everything, God. You're everything. God, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, I love you, Lord. I worship you, God. I praise you, Father. Halamoria Koromoto Sakanda Ramika Mare Mitikaromoto Sakete. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Ramoto Sakanda Ramoto Sakara Mamamriandala Mahatai. Ye tonda ramoto sakara mataria mandiandala basatai. God in your name, 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 in your name. That's it. Let's pray together. Find someone to pray with. Your prayer partner, your growth partner, unless you just want to pray alone. Some of you perhaps would just like to pray alone, but whatever you do, let's pray. Let's seek His face. Let's give ourselves to Him. He's the great Lord of heaven. He's worthy of all praise. Take it all.